What's up guys, welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. And today we are going to talk about the mysterious city inside of the middle of the earth called Agartha. So you might say, well what is Agartha? Well, Agartha was reportedly discovered by Admiral Richard E. Byrd of the U.S. Navy. So who was Richard E. Byrd? Let's take a look at him real quick because... Anybody that's making a story or a report as large as a city in the middle of the earth, we got to really inspect their credentials, right? Well, this guy is the real deal. He actually achieved the status of rear admiral, and he was born in October 25th, 1988, or not <laughs> 1888, sorry about that, and lived until March 11th, 1957. So, this guy wasn't just some Joe Schmo flying a plane out of his backyard to the North Pole. He was a rear admiral and a huge, huge advocate of exploring um, the Arctic. And um, he loved flying. He was actually in World War One and World War Two, <laughs> and his awards are pretty, pretty astonishing. I mean, he's got the Medal of Honor. He was awarded the Navy Cross, the Navy Distinguished Service Medal, Distinguished Flying Cross, the Legion of Merit, and the Congressional Gold Medal. Dude, this guy is like, you know, the the military equivalent of the Pope here, okay? So this guy wasn't some Joe Schmo. He was he was the, the real deal. So he reports that on a flying mission, um in between the Great Depression and World War II, that he was exploring the poles, and after a multitude of trips to Ar the Arctic territories, one the really the big one that stuck out for him was the one uh, record-setting flight over the North Pole. So, according to an alleged diary entry written by Mr. Bird, uh, he states that he came across a hole that he went into and he found a warm lush climate with mammoth like creatures so kind of like those big elephant like creatures with the huge tusks that are all hairy right like the hairy woolly mammoths and that there was an ancient human race that had been residing within the earth so once he he came upon this land uh, he didn't actually land yet. He was flying in midair, and his plane was commandeered and landed for him by the people who intercepted his plane with none other than saucer-shaped aircraft. So this is really interesting because it's not just you know just some random cavemen living in the middle of the earth. These are sophisticated beings that are able to fly flying saucers. So these guys have, you know, or had better technology than we we did at the time. Um, and this doesn't go contrary to a lot of stories because we've heard tons of, tons of stories about UFOs and discs that are able to just fly into the water with without making a splash. It's almost as if they go into a different dimension or they have some sort of technology that just allows them to go into the water barely making a splash or no splash at all and can go into these underground bases or people have also seen these things just fly straight into the ground without 
any explosion or anything they can they can traverse the uh the dimension you know and just go underneath the ground but a lot of reports come from usos or you know uh unidentified submerged objects so this isn't outside of the realm of possibility guys this is definitely possible according to a lot of current reports so while this may be an older report we have current reports of these things all over the place so could there be an actual agartha could there actually be a civilization in the middle of the earth absolutely am i a flat earther no not really but <laughs> is it possible can i can i open my mind up to seeing that there's possibly other uh, species living underground absolutely we've heard about uh, Native Americans talking about these little blue uh, creatures that come up above ground, grab a few things. They're called, uh, I think they called them the moon people, right? In one of my previous podcasts, I talked about that. So there's definitely stories about creatures living underground. We've also heard about reptilians living underground as well. So why is it impossible that another species couldn't live underground? It's definitely possible. So let's go on with the story here. Um, upon landing... He was reportedly met by uh, emissaries of this civilization that many assumed to be this mythical Agartha. Uh, these alleged Agarthans expressed their concern about humanity's use of atomic bombs during World War II. And they asked Byrd to be their ambassador to return to the U.S. government and relay their sentiment. So they knew that he was some sort of bigwig. They knew that he was probably one of the only people that ever showed up to Agartha. Um, and he was met with military force. I mean, these guys commandeered his plane. They probably utilized technology to fly his plane to the ground as opposed to like actually having individuals mount the plane and flying it themselves. He stated that they landed his plane. So they must have had some sort of tech to do that. Um, but also... The fact that they're telling him, hey, we know you're using atomic bombs. You guys got to stop this. Now, when did we start seeing UFOs pop up, these disc-shaped objects? We started seeing them right after we started using atomic bombs. When did Roswell happen? 1947, right after we started using atomic bombs and starting to test them. Right. So this is like very clear-cut stuff, guys. You have You have an event that happens and you have a reaction. And that's just kind of like what's been going on. So while we think that, oh, well, you know, they must have come, these flying ships and UFOs must have come from outer space, they might have come from underneath our feet. It's a really interesting thought, right? So <clears throat> let's move forward here. What's really interesting is that this, this flight uh, also occurred during the time in which one of the largest operations ever um, was occurring. Operation High Jump is what it was called. And it was conducted in Antarctica with over 4,000 men. 4,000 men. That's a lot of men to send on any operation. So 4,000 men were sent to study, map, and reside on the continent for eight months. Um, so this was in the 40s, it looks like. And... The expedition included 13 Navy support ships, uh, an aircraft carrier, helicopters, flying boats, and an array of traditional aircraft. So this expedition, as well as the subsequent 
expedition known as Operation Deep Freeze eight years later established our American military presence on Antarctica. Now that's prohibited today. So why was it that they were in such a humongous rush to get this thing done? That's the big question. Uh, and we still don't have answers, right? But as of today, right, you cannot have a military presence on Antarctica. The United Nations will not allow it. So, um, you know, it's kind of considered neutral ground, right? And what's really interesting is that why is it considered neutral ground, right? I mean, we see countries taking over other parts of other countries all the time. Uh, I think it was 2013, Russia took over, you know, Crimea, right from the ukraine so we have these countries that are willing to take over other countries or part of other countries uh we have georgia that's always in conflict czechoslovakia we have a lot of european countries that are always in constant conflict over territories you know palestine israel um you know all these uh all these you know skirmishes over land why is antarctica considered to be no man's land and off limits could it be that all these nations know that there is a hole up there, that we're not allowed to go up there and we're not allowed to be up there? And if we did, we would be kicked out militarily, right? Or they would use some other force against some other portions of our of our land against us, you know? And that that's kind of kind of really interesting to think about. I've read a lot of different articles about people who have taken pictures uh, of this hole, apparently, that you can go into to get to Agartha that there's been reports of uh, satellite pictures that have been uh, airbrushed out so you can't see this hole that's theirs um, so they're keeping it secret and all due respect it probably makes sense um, so why is it that um, we, we can't know about this it's interesting right um, so Bird Admiral Bird right um, later told a Chilean newspaper, El Mercurio, that his expedition taught him that the U.S. should prepare for the possibility of hostile planes coming from polar regions. Um, <clears throat> and many took this to be, to be evidence of flying craft that he saw within Agartha. So he was warning us about what he had actually seen. So... This is really interesting because it, it can take a different turn here. It can take a, a turn about what time period this was. This was kind of going into World War II. And a lot of people believe that um, the Nazis had the Diglock, you know, the, the Nazi bell that was uh, basically a UFO. It had anti-gravity properties, could fly uh, faster than any aircraft. And they believe that... Um, Hitler could have had some sort of connection to uh, Agartha that he could have also been up there trying to establish his presence. And, and there's there's been a lot of articles about this, and people believe that uh, you know he was able to establish a presence there um, and possibly even on the moon. Um, and so it leads us to a totally different rabbit hole where some posit that Hitler could have escaped uh, into Agartha um, although it might be counterintuitive considering that there's supposed to be an ancient enlightened species down there and, and we really doubt that they would allow some sort of guy like Hitler to be down there. 
but uh, there are maps that have been reportedly recovered um, and corroborated by a German U-boat navigator named Carl Unger, who claims that they made it to Agartha and that the earth, in fact, is hollow. Uh, the letter also mentions the notorious German general Karl Haushofer and Rudolf Hess. We've all heard about these names, right? Uh, and they say that uh, they were correct about this hollow earth theory. So there's apparently ample evidence um, and that the Nazis spent a lot of resources searching for Agartha to get this information. There seems to be a lot of evidence that the Nazis were really into trying to make partnerships with aliens to obtain weaponry to win World War II. Um, <clears throat> but if these maps actually do indeed exist, then that would be evidence that they were trying to at least get to the center of the Earth or get to Antarctica to make their military stance and presence known. Um, so have we heard anybody going to Agartha recently? It's supposed to be off-limits. It's supposed to be militarily off-limits. So there must be somebody, you know, some military presence guarding that area as well. Uh, you know, at least a United Nations, you know, outfit watching out for any aircraft going to the area, probably sending up, you know, our aircraft, you know, to intercept anyone trying to go that way. Um, I, I don't believe that as though it's allowed by any private individual to fly in that area and uh you know they have to submit a uh a flight plan so i can't imagine anyone would be allowed to go in that area or get that flight plan approved so but this agartha does go back to hindu and celtic lore and celtic lore you can say um where some believe that an ancient connection uh to an underground city uh what had been made uh, and that the land was ruled by uh, a race thousands of years ahead of our own. Uh, many believe this ancient race had the same lineage of uh, ancient civilizations like Atlantis, Lemuria, and Mu uh, that were wiped out by war and cataclysmic events. And you got to admit, what would we do? We would go underground, right, to save ourselves. So it, it, these events drove these individuals in the past to underground and develop uh, Agartha. So that's really interesting because if you think that they're, you know, a human-based society, then they would be thousands of years ahead of us, right? Because they would have escaped underground. Anybody that was left above ground kind of would have been left in kind of like a Stone Age type environment, you know, left out on their own to redevelop society as, as we have while the individuals, the Agarthans down below, had thousands of years of advanced technology to rebuild and regrow. So that's that's a really interesting theory to think about. Um, and it's kind of cool to think about the hollow earth theory because that would mean that the you know aliens or you know another civilization of humans wouldn't be that far away. They would just be below us. And if we could make friends with them, we could protect the earth even more. So, you know, it just goes to show you that there's a lot, a lot of different stories in ufology. Um, Agartha isn't really one that I've followed 
deeply, but I t took a look at a few articles and got a little bit of information. And it, it's definitely something worth pondering over a beer or just talking with your friends about and, you know, having fun with. And who knows? Maybe it, Maybe it's true. Maybe the legends are true, you know? Maybe we can be like the Goonies and 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 find a map and and follow follow it to uh, the treasure. It'd be interesting to see. Anyway, guys, hopefully you're staying healthy, staying well, taking care of your physical health and mental health, and uh, continuing to follow your hobbies and your goals and your passions. Stay safe out there. You know, take it easy on yourselves. This is a, a difficult time, and and I, I want you guys to do well. So continue to question the universe around you uh, and keep your eyes open. Till next time, Lockdown Universe out.